Triangle Squared. Return of the podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 38, 38 of Triangle Squared. It's 38. I'm your host, Brett, back and alongside me, back and his spot is rightful throne. Bringing you lucky number 38, Saw Bridges. <sighs> Saw Bridges. Hey, buddy. Has to be lucky. You know, we went like a good week and a half without seeing each other. Um, and then we just spent the last half hour talking about Nier. <laughs> yes, we did. And I don't regret it at all. We filmed it all, too. We could very well upload that just for fun one day. <laughs> just for BS. There's so many. There's a good bit of spoilers in that. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of spoilers. That's in nothing that, but spoilers. Well, hey, if you like Nier and you want us to upload a big conversation about me basically grinning ear to ear while I continue to tell Saul that he's just scratched the surface, uh, then let us know. But before we get into that, we are Triangle Squared, if this is your first time joining us. We are a PlayStation-centric podcast, and we upload to YouTube every Monday at 10 p.m. PST, 12 at 12, no, 10 a.m. <laughs> Noon Central, 10 a.m. Pacific. There you go. He did it. Uh, on YouTube in video format or on podcast services in a video format. Our video format, sound format. Man, I'm all sorts of crazy today. I don't know what's going on with me. but Super crazy. If... You listen to the podcast and you want us to answer any of your questions or if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about, you can tweet them at us at triangle SQRD or you can send them to our email at triangle squared podcast, exactly how it sounds, at gmail.com. So, Saul? Yes. It's, I have no clue what you've done besides play Nier. So, let's just go over and uh, follow our normal structure since we're back to that. And what have you been playing, good sir? near and that's really been it got like literally it what day did i say what day that i what was it tuesday i said that like let's play division but then ryan's out of town so we couldn't play division or so you bought near that day i bought near that day i was gonna wait for a sale and i was just like you know what no i'm just gonna go ahead and buy it full price because i want to play it i have been playing it when so I, is it still 60 yeah uh when i can still worth it but um like the one or two hours before work or in the rare instance of like Thursday night, I got home from work and I didn't like eat dinner or anything. I just played that game. And that's very, very rare that I do a game that way. Um, Destiny 2 was one of them. And I think before that it was Destiny. And I think that's the only thing I've ever done it with. Um, but yeah, super good game. Not going to say much on it since I just started my second playthrough. But we're going to say this much. You finally get what the hype train's about. Oh, I do. A lot of times people will hype up a game, and Nier was very, very hyped up. And I went into it because I got it at launch. That's something else everybody should know. Discord that, chat was blowing up people saying that you needed to play it yeah. when you were asking. You're like, what are we playing next? And, you know, with the people that were there, pretty much a resounding, hey, go ahead and play Nier. Right. And um, the crazy thing is, is that I got it at launch, and I got that, Neo, and Horizon all within such a short time frame that it eventually just fell by the wayside. Uh, I got into it. And I played it for probably three hours, four hours maybe, and went back to Horizon, and I went so hard into Horizon that I platinumed it, and then I went right on into Neo uh, because I'm a huge Dark Souls-style fanboy. And so during that entire time, Nier got pushed way down to the bottom of the backlog. And then I eventually... You do your normal thing where you weren't playing it, so you just traded it in. Probably so, yeah. I don't remember what I traded it in for. It might have been towards my Switch and stuff. But, uh, yeah, actually, I think it was because right around March. I don't know. 
But yeah, because yeah. you didn't get a switch at launch. I forget about that. I got it fairly close at launch. Yeah, but you didn't get it launch day. That's what that's oh, all I'm no, saying. Yeah. No, no, yeah. yeah. I had to wait for reviews and stuff. But um so I've been playing a lot of Nier and like I'll hop on Call of Duty, World War Two for the occasional game once or twice. Have you hopped on Destiny for their whatever at all? Yeah. Uh try the Curse of Osiris? It's something DLC. weird something weird about that. Um I hopped on to get a weapon from Xur, that lens weapon. They got Prometheus lens or whatever. That instantly got nerfed. Yeah, but I went ahead and grabbed it because it looked cool. And I was like, if they ever fix this game, I'll go back and play it. I'd like to have that weapon. But I had Curse of Osiris and stuff downloaded. And maybe it was just the content was already in the game. But I remember I went to Xur and then I went to um, Hawthorne and got my clan stuff while I was there. And I got a couple things from Curse of Osiris. So I don't know if I got the game. Like if it... I don't know if it came with the collector's edition that I got and it downloaded itself. Your $99 edition came with the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, came it, with the season it came pass. with the season pass. So it's basically all, it came with the season pass and the steel book, right? And then those like trinkets. But so are you saying though, that it, even if I redeemed the season pass, it would automatically download that for me. No, you probably redeemed it. And just don't remember it. But no, no, I'm saying I redeemed the season pass, but would have automatically. Oh, downloaded, yeah, probably, probably that's probably. probably what happened then. But yeah, so haven't played much of Destiny, and now that Nier has officially lived up to the hype, very, very rare that a game has that much hype around it that I that I can personally see, and then it goes into it and it actually not only fulfills the amount of love that I, that I have for that game, but it exceeds what I thought was possible, and I don't remember the last game that did it. I don't remember the last game that I went into. You're playing it nine months after release. Something like that, yeah. And bought it at full price too, which is saying something. But I'm glad you like it because I would have hated for you to have spent full price on it and then be like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, Sony needs to get up with them digital refunds. But um, what about you, Mister Brett? What what have, what have you been venturing on? I know it hasn't been much. Work, PSX. work, 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 work. Uh, yeah. me, me and Rihanna are real close these days, so um, that's a that's I'll a fan and friend of, of you that listened to the the Billboard Top 100s. I don't actually know if that made it to the Billboard Top 100s, but my assumption is yes. Uh, I couldn't get in the car without the, it being on the radio before I switched over to Bluetooth. Uh, so with that being said, I played very little. I did play on the uh, the plane uh, ride to um, to L.A. I played um, Salt and Sanctuary, and the game still just I, I, it's harder than than Dark Souls ever has been for me, and I don't know why. What? I'm serious, man. Is it the side scrolling aspect? I don't know. No, I mean, like, I'm do I do okay. It's just I, eventually I get destroyed, and I will say the side scroll aspect. I know I normally don't have issues with this. I I also came into it and ha- having not played it in months. I have no clue where I'm at. Oh, that would have been a restart right there for me. That's why I don't. I, I want to play Warframe, but I can't. I can't restart it. I mean, I, I'm with you. I don't know. But I don't I'll, like yeah, to restart I'll, if I can keep from it. But I had no clue where I was at. Uh, I was right, I was at like this boss that I was at, it's the boss that I can't beat is the issue it's um it's an early boss too so laugh at me if you want to but the boss is the alchemist I think and he throws like these little things out there that spawn slime and he'll is he on a rooftop no he's on a wooden scaffolding like up in a treetop well yeah that's what I mean yeah I think I think I've, I think I remember that boss very vaguely. I think he has kind of like a plague doctor mask look kind of going for him. I don't remember much. But he's kind of big. Game. I don't know. He's a really big dude. Anyway, played some of that. Played. Uh, I, I downloaded Steamroll Dig Two after I like Steamroll Dig One a lot. Uh, and that game is interesting. Steamroll Dig One ended in a boss fight, and that was the only one in the game. This game starts with a boss fight, um, and I'm hoping that there's more throughout. I haven't gotten to play just too terribly much of it. Um, 
but I have played a decent bit of it. I like it. Uh, I'll tell you what I did play. Because uh, I've not played much in my own home setting. I've been just busy with a ton of different things. Coming back from PSX, my cases kind of got out there. People lost their mind on those, and my Twitter's been blowing up, and I decided with all the attention they gotten, people wanting them, that I'd do a giveaway. That's kind of eating up a lot of my time, trying to figure out what games to give away and then starting the giveaway. And, you know, I have the, the really bad issue of trying of, of wanting to respond to everyone who responds to it just because I'm still just amazed the fact that anybody really cares. Um that's an issue, but uh, we should have just pinned a tweet that says, "No, we're not selling them right now." I can't tell you how many notifications we got. I know, but not that. even that. Just people being like, "Oh, these are really nice." I'm like, "Thank you. I really appreciate that." I don't. I don't know how to say anything else. I just I, anybody who takes their time out to even say anything remotely nice about something I've done, I instantly feel the need to just like reciprocate and be like, well, thank you for being so polite. And I like whenever we're seeing people in the giveaway being like, good luck to everyone who's bland. I'm like, that's nice. That is. I like, I appreciate that. that, They they give luck to their other, the other uh, people who almost said patrons, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's it's cool. when other people did that. So I've been busy with that, but what I did play saw was at PSX and I played a lot. Main thing that I'm just so impressed with, and it is everything I wanted to be, and it was the same section they played through. Played through Detro- I played the Detroit hostage demo on yeah. the top. Okay, the one they demoed on stage. Yeah, the one okay. they demoed on stage. And I want to tell you right now, I am firmly on the side of save that freaking fish. I saved of that. Course. I saved the fish on stage. Whenever he was there, I yelled that. That's why I was I was all for it. And then whenever I got the hands in my, I was like, the fish is the number one thing I had to do. Then I instantly was like, gotta save this little girl. Uh, right. I had a different ending than the demo. Um, and I was really trying to get out of it to where both of them lived because I don't know why, but I'm empathetic to the, to the Android situation. I'm like, man, near, huh? near. well, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. I don't know. I just think the position that he's in within the way that demo goes out, it's like, I get why he's, he's, he's retaliating in the wrong way, but the, the, the way he found himself in the position to even get there, I understand He's going to get replaced. He's told, like, you know, the little girl says that you'll be with me forever and that I love him and he's great. He's getting his head fluffed up. Him and his little girl are best friends. Then he finds out that the dad's wanting to replace him. He feels yep. betrayed by the little girl. Like, what? Why wouldn't she tell her dad, you know, that she wants me to be around forever? I'm I'm her friend. It, it's an interesting situation. It it's reinforces situation. It reinforces exactly what I wanted, which is just going around and kind of looking and being able to pick up clues in the environment. The story they're telling is just really interesting. I, I like the way they're going. I like specifically that they're leaning real heavily into the title "Become Human." These are androids. That it's funny because Connor is kind of the one who's like real flat, real dry. Stoic. He's I don't want to say stoic completely, but he's obviously on the side of the humans. And it's it's interesting because it seems like no matter what the ending is, he almost is, he almost doesn't care what happens, which is interesting. I love the performance uh, from Brian Deckert, um, and he he retweeted me. I like that. Um, but it was really good, and I'm really excited to get to go into. I, I want to see Marcus's section just to see what, it, what how his is going to go out because I think I have an idea of how the story will structure out. But the game is fantastic. It's everything I wanted it to be. Uh, getting a different ending felt satisfying, and I still it wasn't it wasn't what I was trying for, and I really had an idea of what I was trying for, and I thought I did my best, but I still did. And I, I I'm I'm sure that what I wanted is an ending. I just have to do more to get that right. Gotcha. Um, he, basically, what I'm saying is he still died on my ending. I'm not going to go into too much further on that, but. I did not shoot him. I did not get the gun. The game said that androids are not supposed to have guns. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have a gun then. Cause that's who I am. So that's who I am. A true Android. I'm a, I'm a true, I, I'm that boy. Who's like, Hey, it, it, it leans into my normal life. I don't care if people have guns, but I'm just not really into guns all that much. 
So, I mean, in, in my opinion, I was like, I'm going to follow that through in the game. Now, I'm not saying shooter games aren't fun. They are. But if I'm playing a game where it's about decisions that I'm making, I'm going to make them off of my moral compass. Right. You know? I so, can see that. I like that. Uh, I played Monster Hunter. Did not get to play the beta, but that's okay because news coming up will kind of do fun. that. I liked it. Me, Ryan, uh, John, Mark, uh, those are all people I met at PSX for the first time. Very nice people. Had a lot of fun. We played it, uh, and the women, the woman who was there just didn't tell us what we were supposed to be doing at all. We were running around. They had two TVs set and two TVs like you know, back-to-back and, and a group of four. Yeah. All four of us sat down. My, head fit, my headset was cutting out. I, Ryan couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear Ryan. I could barely hear the other two guys. So we had, we were just kind of running around. The controls for those games are always super duper weird too. Yeah, I so kept for, so for I kept transforming it. my weapon because I was trying to attack with R two. Because most action games I played recently, you were using a gun lance, weren't you? No. What were you using? I was using the big axe thing that could turn into a sword. Oh, I don't guess I played the beta with that particular. But thing. anyway, I thought it, I selected everything. You know, you could you could change out your weapon. So, but that means I kept trying to attack with R two because most of the games like. Um, like Bloodborne, Bloodborne, uh, Assassin's 3. Creed, uh, Dark Souls Three, Horizon—they've all been melee stuff on the on the shoulder buttons. So that got me, but it was still really fun, and I'm glad um, Ryan comes back next weekend. We're all gonna play it. Uh, if Mark and John can get on, that'd be cool too. Oh, he comes back next weekend. Yeah, next weekend for all. That's on the Not news. But weekend? hey, I'll just tell you. No, it's the 22nd through the 26th. So it's technically next week. Yeah, okay. Uh, but still. Well, I'll hop on. I got it. I got pretty used to we'll it. We'll hop on. I, I could beat I, the I first play mission it. in like seven minutes. I want to play it and have more time with it and have time where I actually get to feel like I'm learning how to do it without having to worry about anything. So It's super it's really fun. really cool. Uh, so those are the number one things I played. I did try uh, I did try out that Immortal Unchained game, uh, which is the uh, Souls-style game that's a shooter that they announced a while back. Uh, and it's interesting. I like it, but uh, it's also pretty early build. They were just there because they were asked to, and they, they were like, okay. They didn't have a card, which was pretty much an indication that they're not aiming to release anytime soon, but the game looked all right. It looked like what I liked about Lords of the Fallen. Uh, Is it the same developer? Uh, no, it's a different okay. Axis Gamings, uh, Axis Games or something like that as, their, as a developer, or at least as a publisher. I can't remember which way that worked out. Uh, Donut County, it did not get to play, but I watched a lot of people play it. It looked really funny. That's the one that had the real tongue-in-cheek uh, PSX announcement trailer where it was like, does it have a platinum trophy? Which is really funny. I love the trailer. It was really When funny. you said tongue-in-cheek PSX, I instantly thought of um, the Accounting Plus, but I realized that's a Game Awards. Yeah, well, I mean, but that was at PSX. But oh, I'm sure it was, panel. yeah. Yeah, I got, a, I got an autograph signature. Meeting Justin Rowland was real fun, so... Uh, but yeah, that's most of what I've played. I haven't done much outside of PSX, but PSX was fun, and I got to play a good bit of stuff that I wanted to play. Uh, so moving on from there, so I'll go ahead and run through that drop if it's even any kind of sizable. It's a little sizable, but not too much. So for those that don't know, if you're new to the show, the drop is... Of oh, we haven't had a drop in three weeks, so yeah. If you've come to yeah. us in the last three weeks in bonus episode... If you're all people from PSX, the drop is basically just a release of games this week that are coming out, and um, I'm not going to say what system they're for unless it's VR because or Vita, because it's a given now that it's all PS4. Um, so we have 36 fragments of Midnight, 3D Billards. Billiards. Oh, yeah, you're right. Huh. Pool, Saul. It is pool, isn't it? Accounting Plus for PSVR, <laughs> and we were just talking about. I'm totally going to get that. Cat Interstellar, Defunct. My computer froze. This computer hey. is defunct. Just oh, now I shot all the way down. Yeah, I did. Okay. Dust off Heli Rescue Two, Gun House for PlayStation Vita, Hammer Watch, Roller Coaster Legends, Tiny Metal. That game was interesting. I watched somebody play that. 
It's like um, it looks super cool. Old school turn based strategy, you know, military game, kind of like Advanced Wars. Advanced Wars. Wars? Yeah. Oh my goodness! But a little more than that. I it, can't. You, check it out. Check yeah, it out. I need to. I need. I need to look at it. We have Ultra Wings for PSVR, Virtue Go, and Xenon Valkyrie Plus. That is the titles for the week. It looks like VR Apocalypse may have been delayed. It says the release date was updated. So if you were interested in VR Apocalypse, you won't be playing that this week. So they VR apologize. They yeah they VR apologize. Um, any games this week that look interesting? Not really to me. I know you said Accounting Plus. Accounting Plus is probably you. it because it looks like what I liked about some of the best VR games I've played, which are like kind of really funny out there. Trying to go, I, I think comedy and everything is always funny. I like comedy music a lot. Um, definitely when it's in genres that I appreciate. Uh, and then, of course, com- comedy games in genres that I, uh, and not necessarily genres I appreciate, but VR as a space is really funny. I feel like that we saw that with um, Job Simulator. And oh, I yeah. feel like we, we're seeing it. Vacation Simulator looks fantastic. I was going to say Vacation Simulator looks really good. Um, I, I think that that's a good idea, too. So, yeah, I'm excited for accounting. Outside of that, nothing really struck out to me, but, I mean, that's okay. Accounting would be enough for me. I like Justin Roiland a lot. So, um, I, I, I'm excited to play that one. And Blaze is actually going to play that. And, you know, he's prone to motion sickness, so it's cool for him to get to do that. Um, Did you ever watch the um, Keeping Up with the Cosbys? Is that what it was called? The like it was a cartoon about like Bill Cosby um, cloning himself. No, I'm pretty sure that that was like. I'm not a huge, huge fan of Justin Rowley, but I'm pretty sure that's his like um, early, early work. Oh, probably down. he had a, he had a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, it was like I'm Bill Cosby, and that's yeah, Bill Cosby. Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. I, and that was animated. I do remember that. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of it though. He had a lot of different things. He did, and I think a, I think a couple things. Did he make a couple of games for like mini clips and stuff too? That I, 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 I remember hearing about that House of Cosby is yeah. what it's called. Um, but. I always heard that rumor. I'm not a huge, huge Rick and Morty fan, but uh, I'm not intelligent enough. <laughs> but um, Dude, I don't know if you saw, but in the panel, that was like a thing they kept focusing on at the beginning of the game. Is there was an intelligence test to make sure you're smart enough to play their game. I'm so gl- they roll with a joke. I'm glad they're, yeah, I'm glad they're doing that. Uh, I'm glad that they're really good with the jokes against them. But um, Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's not really against them. It's people who keep thinking that they're smart because they watch Rick and Morty, which is just... Well, no, then it's become a, 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 a it's insult. A, it's too. basically it's like, a meme at this point. Yeah, but um, yeah, I got you. So I'm gonna roll through news real quick. Uh, since that's about a... all, that's pretty much it, though. I mean, I think that game will be really fun. Um, the the trailer was just really funny. The the panel was great. Um, I think it'll be a, a cool game. So. Going up to the news, God, I feel like it's been forever since I've had to do this. Um, if you were like me, we've already talked about Misty Monster Hunter World Beta. Capcom have announced it's coming back starting December 22nd and ending on December 26th. It is available to all PS4 users and not just PS Plus members, which was not true last time. Next up, um, oh. Eidos Montreal, known for their work on the Tomb Raider and Deus Ex franchises, uh, definitely the recent ones, uh, have announced a shift in emphasis on the online experiences in their games. This means that their upcoming games, which might consist of the rumored Guardians of the Galaxy game, I don't know if you remember that earlier this year, hasn't been confirmed that I know of, uh, but still, it'll likely have online multiplayer functionality. This is interesting because you know I didn't really care for Deus Ex Mankind Divided that much, uh, personally, but it had an online mode called Breach, and I did not realize until I was looking around today that that Breach mode ended up getting released as a free-to-play of its own thing. Or maybe not even free-to-play, but it got released as a separate game completely. Huh. De- yeah, it was Deus Ex I don't, Breach. I don't know what this near trivia is in our keep. Is there spoilers? 
Uh, oh yeah, probably you should not. Yeah, read that's that. what I'm like. I was looking at the first three. I'm like, nah. Yeah, no, you don't need to. I don't know what that's for. This is interesting. Yeah, you don't you don't need to read any of those. So I'll just stay away. Uh, next update. Oh, the next thing. PS4 update 5.303 released this week, adding more of that sweet, sweet system stability that we've all been asking Sony for. Um, you oh, know, they're not yeah. worried about making it to where you can change your names or anything. Which so makes sure that system is rock crazy solid. news coming out of PSX. That, that didn't happen? No, I'm, I'm saying another piece of crazy news. What about it? You didn't hear about that? What? They're looking to be able to change your name by the... Oh, did... But... Again, looking, they've been looking forever. Well, and they've also said that they can't due to their system structure. And so. then they said that they're trying to change ways. And then, and there's been a million l- leaks that the system's back end will change to where every online game will have to identify you by your nickname and not your actual... Uh, your, Which is nuts to me. See, it, it's interesting, Microsoft but every game, every game would have to do that. Well, Microsoft's is different. You don't remember when the PS Store was on a web browser when you clicked on it? Oh, it would yeah, open up a web browser. Weird. It was on PS3. Yeah, I know. It was awful. It was yeah, it was awful. It's super weird. They didn't get a, they didn't get away from that not too long ago, did they? Like no, they got away with that. I mean, they got away from that actually relatively quickly, like year or two. Like probably about a year. Okay, well that's what I mean by year two. But I mean the second year it had been released. Yeah, but that's not bad. I mean, the, well, the PS Store was pretty much out as soon as PlayStation came out. It was an afterthought, obviously. It was something they added quickly. Which that's is, why it was like that. Yeah, but. which is crazy too, because it's now my primary place to buy games. Yeah, they look at that, Saul. You switch around sometimes. Well, on the tail of that sweet, sweet stability that we've been wanting, uh, PlayStation 4 had a great month in November, selling more consoles than any other month life to date. So that means PS4 sold more than ever last month. That's really interesting on a month-to-month basis, you know. Uh, next up, IO Interactive have released the Hitman Holiday Pack for free. The download will include the first major story mission from the game, plus all of the escalation contracts that they've released for their Paris game, uh, their Paris in-game location. They reactivated elusive targets and a new holiday-themed mission. All progress will carry over to the full game should players decide to upgrade to the Game of the Year edition. This pack is only available till January 5th. I like that. You know I've said I'm a big fan of games letting you try them out for free and then carry your con- your progress over. Yep. That's fantastic the idea. trial for me. And even though I'm not the kind of guy to do it, I think that that's the smart way to get more people to adopt digital games purchases. Yeah. You know? And I mean, if you play it and you don't like it, you have nothing to lose. Uh, exactly. You delete the hard exactly. drop space. All right. Next up, uh, if you're still playing Destiny 2 or have taken a break, the dawning is coming back in time for the holidays. Running from December 19th to January 9th, players can visit fully Christmas-decorated social hubs, have snowball fights, even throw snowballs at enemies and raids to whatever. Is what yeah, they like to stun I, them. I saw that. That's um, super weird. Weird, yeah. Uh, earn... Dar, uh, dawning Ingrams full of seasonal rewards and more. One thing that I've heard a lot of people say that it turns out has not just been true because I, I don't follow the game too terribly closely. Heard a lot of people say that Sparrow Racing was supposed to be coming back in the Dawning and it is not. It's not going to feel like the Dawning without Sparrow Racing. That's really sad. So I guess the so last last year when they did the Dawning for Destiny One, did they have Sparrow Racing again? Is that what the point? So people just expected that to be part of the Dawning every time, huh? Right. Yeah. That, I think that was that was. The very first uh, Dawning featured playlist, I think it came with the Dawning, and I think people got used to that because there's only two Dawnings in Destiny 1, if I, if I recall right. And they eventually made Spur Racing uh, permanent, which was great too. I wouldn't have hit max level in that game without that. 
because I didn't ever raid. But um, that's but yeah, I really did. I'll probably power it on and play it for an hour or two and see what the like. I love it when they when they update games for holidays. Like Fortnite now is they have like little Christmas trees and all the, like the little shrubs in the game or have Christmas lights all over them. I wish there was snow in the game. That'd be super cool. But I like it. Yeah, it would look really interesting that. in that art style too. I'm surprised they haven't done that. And I see like Animal Crossing is one of my all time favorites with that kind of thing of like turning it on for like on December twelfth or something. But they don't update. Snow. That's just the game keeps up with the calendar. Yeah, and yeah it's changes. just super cool. Um but carry on. Carry on. I see okay. we have some really good news. I mean yeah, sure. Don't <laughs> about this next one's I'm 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 a favorite of. Oh yeah, okay. So uh Arc System Works have announced three new characters for Dragon Ball Fighters. I know we've had a lot of people talk about that. We've had people talk about my Dragon Ball Z figures behind me and which are our favorites and stuff. Um but go through that. Uh, Goku Black, Beerus, and Hit are the latest additions to the roster, and all three are from the most recent series, Dragon Ball Super. Now, as a quick aside, I have not watched Dragon Ball Super at all. Don't judge me. I love Dragon Ball, but I'm Don't waiting until I can him. easily get more of my dub in because I'm not a sub. So you don't know who Goku Black is? I know who he is because okay. people won't shut the hell up. Um, that wasn't me. Don't don't yeah. Don't be it wasn't. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was Jonathan and and a million different people. Uh, but that's okay because I got Goku Black up there. What somewhere? Oh, a pop figure Goku Black. I thought you meant like one of these statues Goku Black. No, no, that'd be okay. cool though. No, uh, one of my I, pop figures. I just I went ahead and picked them up. I haven't watched the show, but I know I, I'm I'm fairly oh, positive I'll end up liking it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm waiting for the dub to be easier to get, which apparently it is on Funimation, so I might have to end up getting Funimation so I can finally start watching it. Uh, the last thing that I had on here I really like because this is one of the features I really liked about Until Dawn. So Detroit Become Human will feature a replay option that should make seeing every outcome easier. Similar to the butterfly branches in Until Dawn, Detroit will feature a story tree that allows you to go back to any major choice and replay it to unlock other branches in the story tree. That way you can go back to major moments and go ahead and bam, bam, bam. Completionists who play those kind of games can see every outcome. Um, and get I, the outcome you want to if you if you somehow flubbed up. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, they didn't go into any kind of whether or not it'll be that you can only do it once you've beaten the game. That way, you don't have to do a complete replay, but you can go back to major moments and just kind of change them around. Um, but either way, I still think it's a good idea because Heavy Rain was not like that. Heavy Rain needed to play the whole game over again to change the outcomes. That's, yeah, that's. Uh, but that was also an older game. So, I mean, you know, that that's came out in too. 2010. I keep forgetting how old that game is. So, yeah. Before we graduate, it was either 2009 or 2010, but I'm pretty sure it was 2010. Um, so, that's all I have for news, Saul. Is there a. Any bit of news that excites you? Dragon Ball Z, I always love hearing about more characters for that game. I'm not a huge fighting game fan, but yeah, a I, and series. I'm not either. I, I play the stories normally, but this one's going to not be as story focused. It's going to be more competitive focused. And the, the guys we met at PSX, uh, if you guys are listening, Alex and Nick, they loved uh, the Blast Blue Blaze Blue. I hate that I can't ever know how you actually are supposed to pronounce I'm it. I'm pretty sure it's Blast Blue. But either way, they liked those games. They were there. They were like really into the Capcom Cup. We went and sat into that for a little bit. It was interesting. Fighting games have really rabid fan bases. Like Sorry, this. I didn't get to meet you guys. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. We could have had some. Some. I love Blast Blue. Yeah, Blaze you didn't. Blue. You didn't get to eat IHOP with us. And well, what did you do on IHOP? Why did y'all go to IHOP in California? Because it's right. It was two blocks from the hotel. I we, mean, you could have Ubered to somewhere fancy. We went for like to 10 bucks. we went to Roscoe's the very care. first day. You could there is places I know that are better than IHOP. Hey, don't you dare 
I'm not talk about my. I'm not insulting IHOP. I'm just insulting you for going to IHOP in California. We all went, so you're insulting our entire group of seven. I hope that you understand what you've done. I'm insulting each and every one of you. We are a minority. Getting <laughs> we are a minority food when you're out in a new town than IHOP. We are a minority. We are a group of seven individuals who went to PSX and ate at that, that IHOP at that specific time. I, I can't. We really, are. I can't really say much because on our way back from Fort Worth, you know where we had to stop and get food. Quiznos. Oh, you. Hey, hey, Saul. I, I don't mind. You, you could have drove somewhere ten minutes down the road and got something I, well, so much better. I don't mind Quiznos, but that was a tradition that Seth and Ashley kind of do, and you can't really steer people away from traditions. No. But Quiznos. I mean, when we had one, it was pretty decent. But eating I, it on the way home for like a three and a half hour drive that had me, me and my bowels really scared. I didn't know if I was going to make it. <laughs> but anyways, we have some reader mail. That's too much information. Uh, uh, so we have two reader mail that I want to clean up from last week because I like them exactly. And Ryan. He resubmitted it on this week. We didn't forget about you. Okay, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're, instead of reading this question, we'll just read his new one and go into that. So the qu- the question from last week that I did like that we didn't get to that wasn't Ryan's uh, was Mr. Steve Biddo, and he said, Dream Vacations. Where do you want to visit visit before it is all said and done? Japan. Japan. I like how we both said that. I didn't yeah. even know that that was your answer. Yeah, Japan. Uh, so why, out of curiosity? The food, the culture, everything. So I, what's what's the culture to you? Because I had this conversation with an Uber about driver. about it, how different it is compared to our culture, how how things in our culture can be considered so rude in, the, in, the, or in their culture. Like, there are things that I've heard before, like certain things you cannot do with food utensils while you're eating because it's rude. Like sticking your chopsticks in like the dish a certain way, it is, is comes off as rude. And it's crazy because a lot of that stuff is just fascinating to me because it's such a drastically different culture. Because, I mean, think about it. If we go to Canada, there's not much difference in our culture there. I mean, there is, but and, but not well, just not like a system shock. Yeah, like, Japan yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be super different there. Now, it doesn't hurt that we like technology a lot. And well, yeah. obviously, Japan well, is yeah. like really and big they, in technology. They have, they have the game, uh, game arcades. They have... Uh, the shopping malls, they have everything. They have cafes that are specific to video a certain video game. There's a Final Fantasy fourteen cafe. That's awesome. Yep. And I can't think of what it's called, but it's uh, Everybody just goes there with like their laptops and Playstations and just starts playing. I think it's camp. called Aorzia Cafe, which is Aorzia Aorzia is the world that Final Fantasy fourteen takes place in. That's cool. Um but yeah, it's like I don't, I don't think you go there and play. I think you, it, it's like I've seen pictures of it. It's literally a cafe modeled like something in the game, and you eat food from in the game at the cafe. That's cool. You don't go there to play. That's cool. It is super cool. But I just I imagine like a like coffee that. house that you just go to and like drink some coffee, and everybody there is just on their laptops playing. They've got like really cool internet, like really good internet, so everybody can go in there like and play. Fiber. <laughs> yeah, just you know, really crazy. Uh, but yeah, Japan definitely. The, everything yeah, so for about me. It, I love it. For me, similar things. I do like that their culture is so different, but the number one thing that stands out for me is specifically their values. I think that, in my opinion, their value, and it, I'm, it's not saying bad anything here. I just, I'm slightly envious of how good their values are. I like that people do not litter in Japan. Well, that, yeah, that's kind of what people, I meant with well, etiquette. Well, it, it comes down to, yeah, it's, it's respect. And yeah. it's respect that we do not give each other here on a day-to-day basis. Now, we don't consider it a bad thing because that's not what our culture has taught us. That's not what society here yeah. has taught us. But I like that there, almost everything you do is towards respect. You know, they focus. That's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, they, they do like, you know, there's a people talk about all the time, that like when you get older in Japan, they'll kind of give you a window job instead of just forcing you to quit or anything until you're old enough to retire. It's as a sign of respect for your time with the company. Um 
the fact that people don't litter when you go to concerts and stuff, people make sure they, they, you know, they pick up after themselves. They make sure that there's no trash. They care about the way that things look outside. We don't, you can go, you know, there's plenty of places downtown here alone. That Two look, blocks down like the convenience store. Yeah. It looks like trash. I mean, it's awful. So the, it's just a, it's a weird respect thing, but I like that. The fact that they seem to respect everybody, uh, and that they have, a li- I mean, Everybody has different ideas about healthcare and stuff, but again, the way that their society is, they just they care. They want everybody to pay into a system, and you go to the doctor and you get seen. You get seen quickly, and you get seen for free, or not necessarily for free, but very, very reduced cost. You know, uh, one of our Uber drivers is talking about it, and he says it gets that to an extent. You know, it can't work in an area like America because we're so big, and that's an argument that goes a, a bunch of different ways. And we are very big, and Japan is not. Uh, and was actually, he, was he Japanese? No, uh, oh, okay. but he had lived in Japan for like a couple of years. Oh, okay, uh, doing some stuff, and he said he had a, a issue over there, and he had to get surgery, and he only had to pay fifty dollars out of out of his own pocket, which is what like five thousand yen. Yeah, something like that. So that's I just, absolutely. I just nuts. thought that was amazing. He said it's a really cool place to be. He said he didn't necessarily know that he'd want to go back, but it's really like he he suggested everyone lives there at least once. Uh, oh yeah, like so, I, like I, would, I, I like that. I agreed that. Again, just difference in culture. It doesn't mean our culture is wrong. I just think that that system shock would be nice. It would be cool to walk around to a place and everyone's just really nice to you and respectful of each other's space and everything. And that's not true here necessarily. Well, and one of my things is is that like I always told myself and every anybody around me is that like if I ever come into a large sum of money, like millions of dollars, I'm not going to do the thing and buy like a huge, huge mansion. I'm probably going to buy like a nice house in Fort Worth. And then a nice, not like super luxury car, nothing like that, but like a, a new, two new nice cars for me and Annie. And then I would take a, a couple weeks or a month of vacation. And then the rest of it would be savings and donating because like that's, I don't need that much money for the rest of my life. I, I could live off of less than that because I've been doing it so well without it. Um, but anyways, back on to the questions we have Ryan. This is his revised question from last week. I like your question from last week better. Can we answer that one instead? It's less hard. No. Okay. You answer the most recent one. So Ryan said music preferences. Pre- what did I just say? It's not like a, a cold drug. Music preferences and all time favorite bands. One each. No time cheating. Or no cheating. Damn, he got me. He knows that I'm a big fan of the runner-up because I don't feel like I have to leave anybody that's really important to me. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to so do it. Anyways. Damn you, Ryan. No, I'm going to do it anyways. I can't not do it. I'm going to follow the rules. If I've been if I've been told out on it and I'm called, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the rules here. So here we go. Music preferences, Ryan. Me and you talked about it, uh, but I'm gonna go on a little bit of a broader thing. Uh, I like a lot of different. I mean, I've, I tend to lean more towards what most people call rock and metal. Genrefication is something that's super weird, where they give everything a genre, um, like post hardcore, and it's really hard to keep up with. But I mean, so I'm just gonna go into the fact that I just generally like rock and metal. I like some stuff that's a little more traditional, just radio rock. It's not common that I do, but my number one thing I've been on for I mean like a good five years almost uh, is specifically music that's focused around a spoken word delivery uh, that, now they're still very different Bing is an Ocean is one of those bands um, um, Law Disputes one of those bands there's plenty of bands that do it there's a band that I really like that actually aren't signed at least last time I checked they weren't called Funeral Tyler check those guys out they're really good I appreciate it. they have a really good their EP I can't remember off the top of my head Joy I think is the name of the EP uh, really good solid I think it's six songs maybe five Really solid. I love them. Uh, there's plenty of bands that are like that. But going off of my absolute favorite band, all-time favorite, of course that's something that changes. I, I thought you were going to say all-time low. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, but that's something that changes with me occasionally. But more consistently than not, it is hotel books. 
Now, their newest album has not hit me the same way, and I keep listening to it. I do enjoy it, but it's not as strong as their previous releases for me so far. Uh, but I still stand wholly beside that even if they never put out another album, the body of work they have so far, excluding the most recent album, is the strongest, most emotionally eliciting. Like it, it's, it's such a weird thing to try to talk about, but I love it. I mean, that's where I pull with music. I like music that gets me very emotionally stirred, uh, and there's something about that that's calming to me. And I guess it kind of like reasserts the fact that we're all human because, you know, a lot of people go through and you see people with this idea of, Oh, you know, they they never look sad. They never look like they always look happy. They must live a really good life. But the truth is that we all go through hardship and hard times and we all really experience the human condition in different ways. Right. But we all have similar moments where we can feel like I relate to that. I understand that. And it's funny because I know that me and Ryan have the same feelings in time in terms of video games. It's one of my favorite things about Nier. There's a lot of things that make you think on a more personal level about things. That game is very rooted with existential crisis and things like that going on with the robots. They're kind of confused. The androids pick up into that even with it's what you see. It's almost like a form of racism in a weird way. It, it's all, that game goes through a million different things. Yeah, it's but I'm not, I don't want to say too much, but yeah, don't. that's part of why I'm so you know just enamored with... Detroit and all of their all of Quantic Dreams games is that they go that extra excuse me they go that extra mile to give you real world situations things that happen in real life that aren't necessarily comfortable but they happen and they're relatable and being able to take that and roll with that there's something so comforting about being able to know that people are not afraid to tackle real world situations in any medium of art, you know, and that's what all this is art right some people take it their own way some people say video games can't be art everything is art. You know, anything that people create is their own form of art. Even if it's just numbers on a screen that they don't mean, you know, can you, the person who, who coded the computer, that's art, man. That is art. <laughs> I don't care what you say. And it's funny because that allows other people to so much easier get into their art. So it's, it's a weird hierarchy of that, but uh, that's, that's me. Hotel books. If you've never heard of them and you are at least somewhat interested in what hearing what a spoken word band is and what they really are. I think that's the perfect example. If you like a little heavier stuff, um, Try out Being as an Ocean. I think that they're really great. At least their first couple of albums are. They started to lose me a little further down the line, but I still appreciate them as a band. So, Saul, what is it? Go for it. Okay, so similar to... What you- One band, don't cheat. No, no, I'm going to go with my musical preferences first, and this is where I am going to cheat, because I'm going to name a lot of bands on my musical preferences. Oh, yeah, I did that too, Okay, though. yeah. Um, so I like uh, post-hardcore, I guess is what it's called. Post-hardcore, then there's another hardcore. I can't think of what that's called. What they typically refer to it as. Uh, or it might name, just be, name a band. It we'll, might just be hardcore, like where it's like I like stuff like Under Oath, Sayosin, Metalcore, a lot of Metalcore. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, um, to, to some I don't know. That's I really hate genres because I'm sure there's someone who many. doesn't agree with that. You know, I'm sure someone's well, like yeah. they're, they're not Metalcore. Yeah, but there's, there's way there's way too many nowadays. But um, stuff like that, like I'm trying to think. Um, I the Mighty is somebody I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, another really, really good band I've been listening to a lot lately is Adola, um, which are kind of on the heavier side. But if I was just to go through my um, Google Play Music, you know, I'd see Geodos, which is a little bit older, um, A Day to Remember, uh, in that category at least. Hands Like House hey, is kind wrong. of fits in that category. Well, they're, no, Hands Like House is really, definitely their newest album is very rock-oriented. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I'm, Memphis Mayfire. Um, those yeah, that, that's bands. Memphis Mayfire. Memphis Bale Mayfire, older at least, is metalcore. Yeah. Not old, old, because that's weird southern metal. And I like, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, kind of. What was it? Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Uh, but um, 
other than bands like that, I like uh, punk rock, pop punk, whatever it's called. Yeah, pop punk's great. Uh, Neck Deep, uh, Blink-182, Sum 41, um, State Champs. There's a, there's a lot of that. There's there's a lot of bands that um, I like in that particular realm. But uh, if I had to go with a favorite band of all time, could you guess it? A Day to Remember? No. A Dance Gavin. It's oh, Dance yeah. Gavin Dance. I know yeah. that. I know Dance that. Gavin Dance. You know probably, I like to pretend that they don't exist. Yeah, I know. Even though you're insulting Tillian by doing so. Uh, I'm not insulting Tillian because Tides of Man is much better. No, but I know, but still, he's still in Dance Gavin Dance. He was also in the new Other Mighty uh, record, which is pretty good. But, um, Specifically but, yeah. on Silver Tongues, right? Yeah, that's a yeah. good song. All right, well, anyway, we talked about enough music. But, Ryan, good question. I like that. And it's kind of an interesting thing for people to get to know us a little bit more if they care. If you don't, then sorry we wasted, like, probably 10 minutes of your time talking about music we love. Yeah. Um, for anybody who just wants a weird kickoff, and I'm just going to throw it out there because as an artist, it's really hard to want to put yourself out there. If you're ever curious about the times that I've said I've worked on music stuff – or I've been working on music stuff. We are on me and blaze. The one who, who joined me last week and has joined me before on the thing. We had a band going called near conversion and you can find us on Google play music and iTunes and all that. Our EP is called no change and it's a bunch of weird spelling, but don't worry about that. Um, cause I don't think it shows up on that. I think it shows up. It just says no change like K N O W change. Uh, anyway, check that out. That's also spoken word. That's, uh, I mean, you know, that's something that inspired me to do that. I love that. And then uh, most recent thing I've done is with some new buddies, uh, and it's a band called Atlas and Legend, and it's kind of guy older emo music like um, Hawthorne Heights, Hawthorne Heights somewhat styles the to good it. Stuff. Uh, a little bit of just like early two thousand emo stuff, like My Chemical Romance and stuff like that. Uh, but it's also got some spoken word in it as well. It's really good, I think. Uh, but Atlas and Legend, and you can find that not on there just yet, but it's on Bandcamp if you are that curious. Actually, I'll just link it into Twitter just for shits and giggles. I think that's funny, uh, just to kind of let people see what we we've done with our personal lives in some ways. So. Uh, but moving on from that, what other reader mail that we have that's real good? We have Mr. Steve Bitto. He says, do you think Star Wars The Last Jedi is feeling ripple effects from the battlefront to debacle? Debacle. I don't know what's all about pronunciation today. Seems unlikely with how massive the franchise is, but I personally felt some magic melt away after that. I wonder if there are others who feel similar. So when we first read this right before we started recording, saw... Well, Give them your response because I thought it was interesting. Definitely no for me. Um, I, I can I, I definitely keep that kind of thing separate in my mind. Very 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 well separate. Um, especially since um, they're not like a, it's not a movie adaptation of a game or vice versa. Um, I still can pretty keep the keep those pretty separate depending on if it's a book or if it's a movie. Like Prince of Persia as the movie wasn't too bad, but it was pretty mediocre. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I can keep that stuff completely separate. It's EA. I don't like. It's not Disney. It's not Star Wars. Um, but I can see how you would get to that point with Star Wars being the skin of the product you don't like. Well, and it's putting a bad taste in people's mouths from Star Wars as a as a thing. So I kind of get where he's coming from. I take it as him going, "Oh Lord, you made my my laptop click or something." I don't know. What anyway, happened. um, I I kind of get where he's coming from. It's like it's a franchise as a whole, and considering that these things release so quickly, you still have the bad taste in your mouth from Battlefront. So going into Star Wars as a as a franchise in your head is just a little solid at the moment. And you're like, I don't know. He he's saying like he didn't. Eat, I guarantee he's saying like he wasn't as excited to go see the Last Jedi. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, it yeah. just came out, you know, and, and movie theaters are crazy Super around here. Super excited to see it. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Cautiously so. I am with every Star Wars movie because. 
everyone has such wildly different opinions on it. I still stand beside the fact that I think that Revenge of the Sith is a great movie. I don't care what anyone says. It will always be a good movie. Does it lean way too heavily on CGI? Yes, it does. Does that mean it's a bad movie? No, it doesn't. Two, awful. Worst movie in the series. Almost no reason to be there. One, kind of just weird. And then the other three are fine. The CGI in two, specifically during the Clone Wars battle, was ridiculous. Horrendous. Yeah, but that was, uh, in the first movie, there was stuff like that, too. But the first like movie... Like the Gundam battles. The first movie was just had more going for it in terms of interests in my opinion like great spectacle of what you're kind of looking at and learning about you know oh this is anakin this is his situation darth maul was a really good enemy i don't feel i feel like count dooku in the end of two was just there it seemed like it was weirdly rushed i mean they killed him off in the first 30 minutes of three so it's kind of like he 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 was there as a good like i I know why he was there i know his story but i'm pretty sure he was really just there to cut anakin's hand off like that seems like, like, and I understand like what was going on and everything. And yeah, that that's was, a good point though. That was his ultimate po- like push to the dark side of of him killing Count Dooku, um, or Darth Tyrannus is his actual like Sith yeah. name is. But yeah, like I mean, I can see that that since it it kind of tainted Star Wars as a game series, it could taint you as a uh, as a movie viewer. But I'm gonna say as a but whole, I still do agree with Saul because here's the thing about games in specific. Games have in terms of franchise games and licensed games, up until recently, most games that got made that were based off of movie franchises and book franchises and stuff like that were never good. And you just had to get a licensed game was just a licensed game. And you never really cared about it. You know, when's the last time that you watched uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and then played the game and were like, that game was just as good as that movie? It's just not. It never is. I mean, go, going back to like the uh, the late 80s or early 90s, I think it was actually early e- 90s. E.T.'s game, E.T.'s game is the game that caused the whole, like, that's the game that most people put on that leveraged the whole collapse of the yeah. gaming industry. There's still craters of that game in there. It's crazy how much those games are worth. But, yeah, like, go look at the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, yeah. It's garbage. And it, and it was based, so, and it goes both ways. Movie games are hardly ever good, and game movies are hardly ever good. It's just, they're, it's trying to jump mediums like that is always really hard because ex- they're a they're wildly different Lion expectations King. are different. That game was awful. The game was fun. I love that game. It's hard and it's just a platformer. It's literally a platform with the skin of it on there. It's, I I don't even consider it. And that was back before stories were told. So it's like literally just playing a platformer game with. I mean, that's like playing Earthworm Jim with a Lion King skin. There there was a game that I had, the Toy Story game on PC that was super good and a Toy Story game I had on Super Nintendo. There was a Buzz Lightyear oh. Star Command game on Dreamcast that I loved so good. Did you play as Buzz Lightyear the entire game? Yes, you did. That may be the one I'm thinking of. It's on so PC. good. And you had to collect the little, you know, the the aliens, I can't remember what their actual names are, the the ones that, you was know. Was it like a free roam pizza, game? Kind of. That you could uh, roam around the house. Kind of, there was moments like that, but you were also would be in little maps and you had to fight Zer and stuff like that. And it was actually, you know, it's funny because not all examples are bad. And also sometimes that you're young, you don't realize that they're bad. There was a Tasmania, uh, a Taz game for um, that Star Command, but it was a good show. Anyway, there was a Taz game for the GameCube PS2 that was really good that I loved. I played the hell out of it, but it's just, it's funny. I get where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree with it all the time. So I'm going to move on from that one. Looks like Saul's trying to look at that buzz like you. That's it. Boy, yeah, that, that Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, so I, good. Our, our last question, though, goes out to uh, Richard Riviero. Rivero. Rivero. Where you, am I getting these letters you, from? You these? add letters into every word, Saul. You, I, I had you words said, you in said, every you, sentence. You said Vertugo a minute ago for the game on the drop, and it's Vertigo. That's not spelled like normal virtue, Vertigo, though. 
It was Vertigo with capital G-O. It was all. No, I got to go back and look at that. <laughs> if that's, uh, that's embarrassing. Uh, Richard wants to know, do you guys have a long backlog and do you guys finish every game you purchase? Absolutely not. Um, okay, backlog, yes, because well, yeah, I weird situations, I guess, is kind of what's been going on. Black Friday, I saw opportunity, so I went ahead and bought into some games. And then at PSX, uh, my boy Gio Corsi gave me Danganronpa V3 because he had a grab bag of games. He was just giving them out. That's a good – you get on Vita or PS4? Uh, PS4. I got, That's I, a good game to get given. I got Danganronpa V3 and Crash Bandicoot, and then I ended up trading Crash Bandicoot for everybody's golf. V3, so now I have two. V3's Trigger Happy Havoc, right? Yeah. That's not two. I think so. I don't know. It's, it's over there. Okay. Still wrapped. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, if it's Trigger Happy Havoc, that game is amazing. V3 just came out this year. I know that much. But regardless. Well, that's the one I played on Vita. Yeah, we, I have a little bit of a backlog. Not just huge, but I do have one. And I would like to beat every game that I purchase, but I just don't. I mean, it's it's hard. Uh, definitely lately, like you know, two weeks, I have I have three dot .hack games to go through. I'm, still, I'm halfway, maybe three-quarters of the way through the first one. I can't do anything about that. Had a cabinet situation going out of town. Just have a lot of stuff going on, but I plan on getting back to that. I was loving that. So that's my that's my first thing I want to go to. So no, I don't beat every game that I purchase. But I think that's a really good question, actually. I'm surprised no one's asked that to us. It is Virtue Go. Okay, sorry. I was like, but, there's no way that hey, I had. I'll, I'll take the rap on that one. I'm the idiot. I was like, there's no way that I had the had that big. But uh, if you guys ever want to ask us questions like this during the episode, just follow us on Triangle SQRD. I also threw out a question, or I threw it out in the Discord, but everybody in our Discord is from Europe. And Not everybody, are, but a lot well, of Well, most people. of them. Most of our active people are from Europe, and they are, uh, they're probably sleeping right now because it's almost 4 p.m. here um so i don't know what time it is there me either i don't but get the time it might be time i think yet. it might be a 12 hour difference i think where it's 12 4 a.m there well, we got some kind of discord response it may it may have been you no that was world in talking about the near thing on pc oh, okay cool yeah it totally disregarded me world in on the question you always you know we want to hear from you world end you have been there for a long long time we want to throw you in some episodes with some opinions but uh that's it for um for our reader mail this episode Wait, that, this has actually gone on for a while because um, we're about 45 minutes in. But um, our main topic is pretty much the FCC and what this is going to mean with net neutrality and them killing it and what it is going to mean for us in video games mainly. It's not really going to uh, – it is going to affect us in different ways, but we're not going to go over that. We're going to go over um, video games and what it can affect for video games. So for those that don't know, um, Congress on Friday – or hold on, days are mixed up again, Thursday – Oh, yeah, it's about when they... Yeah, when, they ruled... It wasn't Congress, it was the FCC voted. Yeah, that's right, it hasn't gone to Congress yet. Yeah. Um, but they have uh, killed net neutrality. For those that don't They know, voted to repeal it. It was a vote of 3-2. Three, 3-2, two. Three, two, yeah. That, that's which really important somebody, to say. A lot of people called that, exact, exact, exact vote ratio, thing, which is nuts. Because they basically were very vocal about what they wanted. So everybody knew it was going to be a 3-2. Yeah, because... Uh, I will say that the three who voted for it didn't really have much of an argument for it. They didn't say much. It was just they voted for it. Uh, right. And the three dissenting, uh, the two dissenting votes were very passionate and they very were, outspoken. They are very well spoken in, in their defenses on why we shouldn't have done it. And... Um, I actually highly recommend you guys to go watch the video that was live streamed. And just if if you're gonna watch any of it, watch that one part. It's interesting to see the minds of that voted it in and what they're thinking when they did it. But for those that don't know, it is going to basically allow anything that ISPs want to do to limit you. They can add packages to where you could go to only Netflix and Facebook. Okay, hold on, hold on. So there needs to be a there needs to be a starter course here a little bit because what's happening. So 
A little more than that, though. So Josh um, Drago, as you know him, yeah. uh, he messaged me on Facebook the other day, and he saw it, and I've seen a couple of gamers that do this, and they're like, we see what it is, we see that there's a vocal outcry, we don't quite understand what it is and how it affects us. Uh, so the number one thing that needs to be said is it will te- it will not affect everyone the same. It will affect people differently. We, it'll have less of an effect on us than it will people who have who have Comcast as an internet service provider because we have such we a have small... what's called Cable One and they're very small. They don't they, they don't have the kind of power that someone like Comcast has in this situation. So what net neutrality does, or actually what the repeal of net neutrality does, is opens up venues for them to do what people call giving speed highways to certain services that they've either got some kind of stock in or some kind of interest in from a money position or from people that, that bundle with them. So breaking it down from, I think that the smartest way to go about it is an example. And it's going into the gaming side of things. A lot of people want to know how does it affect gaming? Now it doesn't affect, it doesn't affect gaming only that's really important to say right, some people yes. think it does it, that's it affects, all we're that's all we're focusing on yeah it affects all internet it has the potential to affect all internet right. that's important too because some people are saying that just because it's repealed doesn't mean anything what it is is that it being repealed means that we are now at the mercy of the companies and right. the companies are almost always going to do what's in their favor and they can do package programs they can do that so like right now we get um, we have the streamer plan. We have one of the highest plans that our for cable, cable provider, one. yeah, mm-hmm. our cable provider. I mean, you both have the same one, right? Yeah, and awesome. it could go from what is our um, download speeds like two hundred megabytes per second is mm-hmm. our download speed. Not mine. My PS4 gets three eighty when it's plugged in. Nah, it's know, not supposed I, to be right. I know it's no. I'm pretty sure ours is. Supposed well, to be hold on. You remember yours was going down. Oh wait, yours might be updated and mine not. But yeah, that's, right. that's what their setup was, and that's yeah. what mine still is. So so okay. I'm pretty sure it's it's 700 gigabytes of data per month, and it's Seven, 500 750 down. gigs download. So this is data cap, data cap right. of 750 gigs that you have access to. Right. Speed wise for me is 200 gigs, uh, 200 five, megabytes per second, whatever his mine's is. Mine's 500, and I think it's 30 up, which. That, that's really good. I need that. They need to hurry up over here. You go. You go ahead and you pay. You pay that extra money. Well, no, the, I have the highest one. Oh wait, that's right. Me. Yeah, they, they have enough upgraded they finally, the infrastructure. They finally did the lines. Yeah, the, they finally did all that and cut my internet. It's weird because we live right down the street. Yeah, um, but so like what you could very well see is that you could very well see that you may pay sixty bucks now for an internet plan. However, the, a very real possibility is is that in a year from now, that sixty dollar plan may not include PlayStation. It may you may have to pay eighty bucks if you want PlayStation access, um, or it could be a gaming thing like where you have a gaming package, which is already what our ISP kind of does with the names. But yeah, because they include, know the gamers are going to use more data, yeah, so they're it, using that as a pull for their data package. And, and probably so. what will happen is that there's probably going to be a like a normal internet plan where you're going to get all the websites you typically use back. You know, Reddit, Facebook, YouTube, everything. But it's probably going to cost two hundred dollars a month. It's it's going to be expensive. And there are people who just can't afford that. And okay, so again, that's something you're hopping into expecting that they know. So going further off, I mean, I don't you, know how you, else to explain. Hold on, it. you touched it, but you got to. I'm, I'm telling you, some people, if you don't follow this stuff enough, I'm, I, and this isn't even insulting anyone's intelligence. If you don't follow stuff enough, you may not understand what all is going on. So, like I said, I wanted to use an example of and a real simple one. That's what I was doing. Packages. So, that's not a hard. But example. that. But you're going. You're putting too much stuff into it. So let's go on a really small level, one on one. Easiest way to say it. Comcast is the most common internet provider in America. Unfortunately. So we're going to say Comcast. Comcast 
either buys Xbox or Xbox buys Comcast or something along the lines happen, or they partner. So now Xbox under Comcast is automatically included in their service. But if you want to play PlayStation on that service, you now have to pay $10 a month or extra. And then, so people go, okay, well you already paid $10 to get on PlayStation. Well, this is $10 on top of that. So you pay for PSN separately and then used to access to the PSN and the PS store was free. But now to even access this service, you have to pay an extra $10 a month to even access it. That's one reality that could happen. That's $240 a year. Of your now, money then what happens, another option and, that's, and these are just made-up numbers. Nobody knows what they'd actually do. But then another option is that access to PlayStation is possible, but you get slower speeds. And if you're with them and you have Xbox, you get what's called a speed highway, and you get high speeds automatically just for having them as a cable provider. So what that does is it strangles PlayStation because what ends up happening is like me. Okay, let's just say I'm in an area where, I don't, where PlayStation partners with somebody, but I don't have access to them in my area. I am now forced to be on Comcast and most likely going to be nudged to want to switch over to Xbox because if I'm playing online and downloading stuff and buying games online, the speeds will support what I want to do more so than PlayStation. And that's what it does. Is it strong arm? The idea behind it is that if these things get into place, they can strong arm you into using one thing. So right. the most common metal, the, the most common example that people use because it's a little more universal is Netflix and Hulu because you can kind of call that binary. So let's just say Comcast buys into Hulu. They own Hulu. They might for all I know. I don't even know. And so say you have Comcast and you have Hulu, you get to watch Hulu, great speeds, everything high def, no problem. If you get on Netflix on there and they don't have the, the speed highway, you can watch Netflix, but when you watch it, it streams really slow if you try and go in high def. But if you go at 480, it works okay. So then what are you done? Now you're like, well, if I want to watch the stuff at high def, like I was, I guess I need to switch to you, to Hulu just because my cable provider includes it. Otherwise, to get a speed highway for Netflix, you have to pay an extra $10 a month to them. It's detrimental to what I consider to be great about the Internet is that there's a million different choices and that the Internet in and of itself right now is its own market. But that market has to have some kind of backing because what ends up happening is they treat it like this cable service. And that's what most people are scared of is that Internet service will come become a cable service where if I pay for cable right now, you're paying for if you pay for basic line. cable, you do not get sports channels. You have to pay a premium to get sports channels. It's, it's, so salt where salt was going with it is that you can pay for base internet and base internet will kind of get you access to most websites. But then if you want to specifically go to gaming stuff, you have to get the gaming package separately. Yeah, Add like, on, like, bam. May, like maybe you know there's a plan that where. You could pay like forty bucks a month to play PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox all in one plan or something. That's forty dollars a month that you have to pay on top of the service plans that they already pay for. That you already that that you already owe. Um, so if you just pay you know ten bucks a monthly basis for PlayStation Plus, that's one hundred twenty dollars right there a month that you're paying plus Xbox plus Nintendo if you have it plus the internet fee. And I can guarantee you right now that the internet speeds are, aren't going to be as fast as they are now. Then. They're going to be charging upwards for those two. And it is so detrimental that it very well could affect millions of content creators, including us. If we get stuck with a very crappy plan, this could be like, it could be the end of triangle squared. Imagine the highest plan costs $500 a month. And it's what we have now. We can't pay that. Yeah. We won't absolutely. pay that. Now and, that's also a very worst case scenario, but right. the, the window is now opened for that opportunity right. to take place. Exactly. And I think, so what some people are worried about too, with, with the general thing is that 
we already see data caps, but when, what we see with data caps right now is that after, at least in our area, if we go over our data cap three months in a row or three months, not even in a row, just three months. Um, I, I thought no, it was in a row. No, it's, it's just in general oh, three okay. months. Uh, and if you go over that data cap three months, they automatically bump you up to the next level up. What happens when like, you don't have the money to pay for that? Yeah, well, because right now, even though you go over, you don't you're not charged anything extra for it. They just eventually bump you up on your phone if you went over AT and T stuff like that. If you go over, you pay so much money per gig past your allotted amount. Yeah. If that happens online, you don't realize you're over. Bam! Now you're at, now you're having you to pay an extra. Bucks yeah, just because you went over your gigabyte data, and that's weird because what happens if you have kids in the house who don't understand, who aren't thinking about this thing? It, it creates a weird area where you have to be thoughtful of what you're doing. Now you'd be like, well, how much Netflix am I going to watch versus how much gaming am I going to play? Yeah. How it, much it, it puts downloading of games am I going to do? Because, okay, if that happens and you're worried about going over your limit and you can only afford a certain limit and, you, and you're trying to download all your games digitally. All right. What happens when you download two games, watch a little Netflix, play online games, you're like, crap, I'm at my limit, but there's three games coming out in the next couple of weeks that I want, but I'm not going to have more data until a month from now. Or guess what? Guess what's the biggest trend nowadays? Having to be online to play a video game. Oh, yeah. You can't play a video game that requires online. And there are a lot of single-player games out there that require that, which is good, which very well could be one of the things that like will dictate your purchase in the future is that if you have to be online. And if you do, you may not be able to buy it because you have to use that, you have to use that data. And you may not have it at some point. Or you may have just enough of it not to be able to play this game. It's absolutely crazy. And a lot of people... They don't only, like, you may think, okay, well, I don't play online games as much. This doesn't affect me. Oh, no, it does. Because all the developers that use cloud saving, all the developers that use the internet for assets of the video games to store online. PS Plus automatically sending your save to the cloud. That's something that's you're, 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 it's not gone, but you're going to want to watch oh, it. Yeah, you'll turn it off because you you'll be like, oh, I don't know if I can afford that data. Yeah. And, like, and I, I do think it's important to constantly say that these aren't things that are that are for sure in the in the docket to happen just because net neutrality is gone. It just continues to open the doors the fact, for these possibilities. The main reason behind why they said that net neutrality is a bad thing is that it's stifling investment into Internet, which if you look at all the numbers, there's just no proof that that's true. Internet adoption has has risen with technology adoption. No reason against that. Cell phones use data, everything like that. More people are connected online literally pretty much every day than ever before. Oh, every mean, day it gets more and more and more God. and more. Was, every year, the number of people who are connected is much more than the year before. A, people who are people who are elderly who didn't quite use technology as much are dying off. The younger generations are coming in. They're learning how to use technology at an earlier age. It's more part of their life when you go to school. Schools now, half the schools in our school district use Chromebooks for everything. Is, yeah, which is nuts to me because... Five years ago, well, I guess seven years ago, nearly ten. I was ago. in there. Whatever, it may have been eight now. But when we were in there, we couldn't even have our cell phones out. Yeah, and now it's required to have a, a cell phone like device. My watch has Wi Fi. Like, come on! Like everything in this world is revolving around that. Like there, and it's and it is detrimental that it doesn't happen. Because here's the problem: is that we can always say, "Oh, that's worst case scenario." But what happens when it happens? Yeah, well, that's the problem is that, like, do you want that really to be a possible scenario to happen? You don't. Because I'm telling you, developers, some de like small developers will shut down. They can't afford to. I was reading an article, and I forgot who the actual developer was in hand. See if I can find it real quick. I'll talk about it. But they're talking about how, like, 
for them to be sending emails back and forth, having video calls, Skype calls, all this stuff was going to be required to do this. Like it is required to do the game. And, um, and do things like publishing deals and it, going it to shows. And, it wasn't Chucklefish. Who was it? Um, but yeah, it's you. You don't think about anytime you use the internet. I'm doing it right now. I'll look up this right here, and um, it's so second nature to us. Yeah, and, for for a lot of people. But I do think that there's something important to say about people who don't have internet at all. And the problem are who who don't have access to internet and things like that, or they have very limited access. What happens if we have this data cap? You go over your data cap. You are trying to get a job, and you go to a job, and they're like, "Great, you got to apply online because everybody all jobs are like that nowadays. Almost almost every job is like that. Paper paper. Uh, applications are rare. Yep. So when you walk into a place, it the problem with net neutrality being gone is that being able to treat this like a service instead of a necessity that it really has become yeah. means that it will automatically alienate people who can't afford this. Yep. And that means when you have to do a job, some job places are nice. Walmart's one of those things where you walk in, they have a computer already set up. That way they know that you can do it even if you don't have internet. Some places you walk in, they're like, well, sorry, if you don't have internet, you can't apply. Exactly. And they, and here's another thing that people like this is like pretty much confirmed that if things take a turn for the worse and internet becomes limited and slow, people haven't even thought about it. Live streaming will not be a thing anymore. It'll be nearly impossible. And then here's the problem is that the people who are rich enough, the live streamers that have made enough money and have made names out of themselves, they're not gonna have an audience. Because if you have that much money... Well, yeah, they're going to have smaller... So there'll be a smaller pool of people doing it, and there'll be a smaller audience. Yeah, Right, yeah, yeah. Your audience is going to be... And net neutrality, I guess it's also important to say that net neutrality is specifically in place for America here. Yeah. That this doesn't necessarily affect outer countries. I saw I saw a, a but, comment on Reddit saying, like, I'm so glad I'm in Europe. And he said, wait. He's like, we get most of our ideas from America. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, like, it can happen anywhere, but I pray to anybody... That, that it doesn't like what people also need to know is that this isn't over just because it was rule three, two, that it is not over. So what this does is it pulls, it pulls the net neutrality bill into Congress. Congress now determines what happens. It's important to say that this is not the first time that this has happened, that right. net neutrality has been put, and, and then Congress under, killed the repeal. It's been under different names. Like, if you remember SOPA. The Open Internet Act and stuff like that. Yeah, that, all that stuff was the same thing, and except that now there's actually things in this that can make it worse with the way data caps and stuff have already been incorporated. It's actually, you know, you have data caps to worry about. Back then, when SOPA was a thing, you didn't. Back in, like, 2012 or 13, when SOPA was a big ordeal, you never had data caps yeah. back then. Actually, it's funny. Cable One, our internet provider, again, uh, at one point in time tried to put in data caps, right? Yeah. This is back when we lived at the Little House. Uh, they tried putting in data caps. People got furious about it, wrote into them, started dropping their services, and they go, whoa. They flipped right back around. Four years later, two years, they three years later, the they did it again. It. Yeah, because the problem is is that that our potential, like our potential, our particular ISP is pretty much having a monopoly in this town. They have the best service. They have the best speeds. And it's they, funny because their best service isn't even that good. Well, yeah. I mean, I've never had a bad. No, no, no. Never. Great, great download speeds, horrible upload speeds. Blaze lives in the country, gets 100 down and 100 up. That is amazing. 100 down is not, um, it's not just the best thing in the amazing. world, but 100 up is insane. Yeah. We get 200, my current package, 200 well, you just wait till you're down. Over. 10 up. Yeah, I think mine. Yeah, just wait. 20 times quicker download speeds than upload speeds. Yeah. And 
How does that that's, even make sense? But that's the thing is that they know that like we have Windstream, they're garbage. I couldn't even connect in a party chat while playing on on Grand Theft Auto. Uh, online with friends and while somebody's trying out. to watch Netflix or something like that. That yeah, happens. Yeah, like Windstream is garbage. Cable One's always been fast. I've had them for probably twenty years now. Like we, that's always been the internet. Cable One, had. Cable One is the only DSL in our area. That's what it is. Windstream's or, I mean, sorry, broadband. Windstream's DSL. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I thought I flipped my head around. DSL. Yeah, no, but so that that's part of the issue. And there's a, the the company that Blaze has can't work within our city limits because right, they're, they're, they're out of city limits. Yeah, because yeah. they're limited and. A lot of it comes down to infrastructure and who can use infrastructure. And I guess I get that Cable One paid to lay infrastructure here. Of course, they get to. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense in a, in a business standpoint. It always does. That's always the unfortunate thing about it. Because this bill sounds good, depending on who you're listening to it from. But you always know that it's all not true. Like, I've seen. It's just that this is something that's not. It, it's different. If this wasn't something that's a necessity. Cell phones, not a necessity. I, I And you know, I love my cell phone. But it's not a necessity. Internet. Almost is. Now, does it also have the great benefit of also just being something that we enjoy on a, a superlative level? Of course. I would we go used to have a, a bond. We, we leisure on the internet, internet a lot. But to some extent, we need internet. Yeah. People I would, I would, I would need argue, internet. I would argue that a cell phone is a necessity nowadays. Like with everything it's, I mean, it's getting It's getting more and more, I guess. It's more about, you know, saving your life and stuff. But you can function without it. Well, like, uh, somebody, somebody at work was criticizing me, um, or not criticizing, but making fun of me because I carry, I used to carry uh, all my like, credit cards and stuff in my phone wallet. You remember that little flip case I had that was a phone case? Yeah, I remember. And uh, they were like, well, what happens if they all get lost? Or like, if somebody steals your phone, they get it all in one package. And I joked with them. I said, now I have this watch. I can actually freeze all my accounts on my watch, which is nuts. It is absolutely crazy the amount of things you could do with your phone and your smartwatches Just or quickly. your tablets that you could do so quickly. Like, it is such a weird future that you can go up to a debit terminal and hit your watch to it and pay for what you're buying. It's so weird that I can send you $300 almost instantly from this device in my hand, and then you have it. Sure, it takes a while to go to your bank account, but it's the fact that I just did it. Um, but what people, they just don't realize that that, especially now, the people who don't have unlimited cell phone plans, you're really going to be strapped for internet if this thing hits hard because you're not going to be able to use not only the phone on your the internet on your phone, but the internet on your at home either. Well, it's and, important to say the internet on your phone has already seen some bits of what of what net neutrality's repeal is trying to go to. The whole data caps, like that, the whole the whole negativity between can, data caps and throttling. Yeah, and throttling because like cable one. I mean, uh, I have unlimited on this phone, right? And that beautiful thing. Anyway, I have I have a, a unlimited on there, but still, even though it's unlimited, if I hit twenty four gigs, they throttle my speed, or they have the ability to throttle my speed. That's not cool. I mean, oh well, I have to live with it. But that's not cool. I'm gonna buy this case. Do it. Show, show that pretty old case to the camera right there. Can't really see it. It's Majora's like mask. <laughs> it just looks like Majora's mask. No, no it's, it's, it's your it's symbol. your symbol. Uh, coincidentally, both have. Well, I wouldn't say this game really. I was gonna say both have moons in them, but I guess yeah. Emil always made me think it's a moon. Okay, because the way Emil looks. Yeah. Is it based off a of moon? Oh. Well, anyways, though, like that's the thing is, like it's it's politics. It's, I know some people don't like politics. I don't like politics. Go like this is more than politics. Yeah, so this is into, affecting. No, I'm saying like, people. Why people? Some people wouldn't want to get into like researching it i've so i've heard some people say that like that this whole thing's a leftist movement that like they're too scared to lose their precious little internet 
It's like, oh boy, I've heard wrong. that too. But it's it, it. Look, it doesn't matter if you like internet and you like the idea of what internet's been before free and open internet, which is what it is. You have equal access to all websites and all information databases and all that stuff. If you value that and you've always valued that. Now that this has moved to Congress, it's very important for you to understand that if you're in America and this is what you want, you need to find ways to reach out to your state representatives. You need to be vocal to them, tweet at them, email them, go to their things. They have little things where you can send them in. A lot of them have things specifically regarded to net neutrality where you send it in, they automatically bank it into there. You need to know that everything about this comes down to one of these situations of this is purely political now. So it comes down all the way to the level of these people who are going to be representatives want to be revoted in. That's just the life of it. If they want to be revoted in, they almost are going to have to listen to you to do it. Be vocal. Go out there. Tell them what you want. If they do not do that, they're not, they know that if they don't do that, if they have enough vocal support behind it, that they risk losing their seat. Also, okay? I do know that there are a few listeners who live in Arkansas with us. Just so you know, our senator is against free internet. Our senator voted. Our, our senator's against a lot of things, but yeah. I won't get into that. Our senator is good with net neutrality being killed. You don't want that. Net neutrality sounds like a, it was killed. I was like, that sounds really good. They, they killed net neutrality. Yes. Think about it. You want a neutral internet. And our senator, if you live in Arkansas, is, he, he does, he, he wants money. He doesn't care. So there's a service you can use. I did it twice. You pay $3. And you can have, let me look at it real quick. You can have them send actual letters. You will type out a message on what you want this letter to read. And then somebody will handwrite that for you and snail mail it for you. If you, if you're all like, if you don't want to use. Yeah, but I say go, go, go every extra mile, tweet at them, email them. Cause they're, everyone's got. Oh yeah, no, no. But send, send, send but them, flood letters. them, flood them papers. Like that's the flood, thing. flood anything, flood them with anything you can flood their inboxes. I don't care what you do, but if you don't think that this is what should be going on. I'm not going to go as stark as Saul. You have your own opinions. Hey, I respect them. Do what you want to do with them. But if you think that from everything we've said, hey, I also say from what we've said, this is still a more wrapped up version of it. Look more into it and look more into the effects of day-to-day internet outside of just gaming and outside of general quality of life, I guess is one way to word it. Just look up, see what you, see what it's about, and do what you want to about it. You know what I mean? It's You control the situation uh, at least, you know, within your state and you can, you're the only person that can push your representative to do what you want them to do. And yes, that's only, it, it, some people go, if I'm the only person that does it, does it matter? It's not about that. It's a person by person basis. You all have to push in for what you believe in. Spread the word. If you, if, if you think it's important and you know other people who don't know much about it, educate them. And, Talk to uh, them about it. Let them go and decide what they want to do. And then, then they can push in on the senators as well. It's just, it's important yeah, the website that you are vocal as you want to be about it. And exactly, and if you're too, if you if you don't if you don't have access to pen and paper, you don't ha- you don't know how to mail a letter, whatever it may be, it's called mailmygov.com. So it's just mailmygov.com, and you choose recipients, you compose the message, and you send. It costs two dollars, not three. It costs two dollars per page you send, and you can send them anywhere from the president to your own council in your city. And it, I'm telling you right now, interesting we're, service. We're, we're in a good spot because it is going to go to the court. And Congress is more than likely going to shoot it down. But we don't know who and when that it can very well not. And we just need everybody who cares about their internet, cares about playing video games online, whether it is Call of Duty, Final Fantasy fourteen, any of that. If you care about playing video games in this very, very, very 
potential scary future when in which you can't download one at home, or maybe you can only download one a month, then you definitely care about this. So that's all I got to say about it. Okay, well, is there anything else we want to talk about? We've been going for a little bit here. That's it, I believe. I think that was it. Um, yeah, news has been a little slow. There's not much to talk about. But net neutrality seemed like there was a couple people were interested in it. And I also do think that we have a little bit of a – with us being – you know, we rely on the internet for this show. Uh, we rely on the internet for a lot of what we do. We rely on the internet for gaming. Um, we just – for getting in touch with each other. Uh, we rely on the internet to meet some of you people. I mean, if it wasn't for this show and what we were doing, I wouldn't have met Ryan or John or Mark. Exactly. All these people at PSX. And I mean, I really enjoyed that. And, and, and we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have a Discord. We would have thinking, a Twitter. Thinking of the lie. Yeah, exactly. Thinking that we wouldn't be able to do these things just because of some weird, you know, money being an issue because money's not infinite, you know. It's scary, and it's unfortunate to think that that may happen to other people who may have been on the edge of wanting to do something like this. And now, with this being a possible uh, repeal of, of this bill that they they're they're scared to jump into it that's unfortunate um, but yeah just I think that this was a somewhat important episode and I felt a little bit of personal responsibility to back it up uh, because I do agree with it and I want to be vocal that I am some I mean I want net neutrality to be in place or at least some form of it and you know I'm not gonna say that net neutrality is a whole is perfect I haven't read it but knowing what it really aimed to do and what it kept people from doing, is important. Look it up yourself. Be as vocal as you want to be. That's the last time I'll say that. But Saul, I think I'm hungry and I want to do some stuff. So I will say that I'm done. Me too. Okay. This has been episode 38, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 38. We'll we'll see y'all for 39, our game of the year awards. Yeah. We're going to have some uh, announcements about that. But tell you what, if you're on Twitter, you'll know for sure because we'll tweet it out. But uh, one of our listeners gave us an idea and I think it's a great idea. We are going... Yeah, Mr. Ryan, he is given this idea, and I'm glad he even said it. It would have been a really bad opportunity to miss something like that. Um, and I think it's really fun, and it's a good way to get some community outreach and kind of get y'all's opinions in on here. So what we want to do for Game of the Year episode is we are recording next week. Um, so we're going to have a whole week. We want y'all to tweet at us, email us, you know, all that's posted, but we'll say it again at Triangle SQRD for our Twitter and Triangle Squared Podcast at gmail.com for the email. Um Email us what category you would like categories you would like to see, or tweet at us, or DM us, or whatever you want to say. Um, what categories you would like to see, and what your winner for that category is, or even your nominees, it, however you want to do it. Uh, and we'll kind of go through. We'll see what some people are are putting out there. We'll kind of make a nominee list off of that, and we'll kind of give what our opinion was on it. But we'll also read off a good majority of y'all's opinions on what y'all thought would win that category. Um, so don't if you have a category that's not normally represented in the game awards, don't feel don't be afraid to throw it out there. Make Just your own category. One up. of my favorite ones is like uh one of my favorite ideas for a category, and it's probably one I'm gonna go with on my list is uh best new IP of the year. I think that's something that'd be really cool to do, and I think there's plenty of games that would have been able to fit that. Uh, I think best sequel is a is an interesting idea for best one. Replayable games. I mean, I think that's games as a service kind of was talked about, but and that's what it is. Like, no, so, I'm talking about you talking about yeah. like storyline replay near. Okay, yeah, I got you. Oh well, <laughs> but you're just all you're doing is just playing the game. You're not replaying it. I, no, but I mean, you kind of are. I mean, no spoilers. I'm gonna get out. But of this to real play quickly. that game and beat that story, you have you to go through play all it five. five times. But and it, it, it changes, so it's not fair to say that you're replaying. Because so by the way, World End, I told you that like that Horizon's shorter than near, but it's really not. They're about equal, I'd say. Forty-five hours each for every. I got ending. thirteen hours on my first on my first playthrough of Horizon. Or no, on, no, near. Yeah, but by the time you do everything, okay, I, get about I guess 45 I know where hours. everything's at and everything's said and done. Yeah, because you got a couple okay. things you got to do. Because I already feel like I've already gotten in. 
like three hours in where I was, I'm I'm only an hour. I in. mean, near could maybe be thirty, but I also platinum it, so it's hard for me to really I'm, give an accurate. I'm time gonna try it. it depends anyway, on write things. in your categories, what you want to see, and then what you think should win that, and we will go over that. I think it'll be a really fun episode. Uh, so I'm excited to hear what y'all have to say about it, and we will send a tweet out to remind everybody of that as probably soon as we this get on done. Monday or something. Yeah, I'll probably do it as soon as I'm done here. Maybe tomorrow. So okay. that's a full week. But that's all. So thank you for watching episode 38. And if there's any new listeners, we thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week for episode 39. Thanks. Thank you, guys.